0: From Smashing the Plateau, I'm David Schreiner-Khan with Going Solo. In this show, we discuss building your own successful business after a late career job loss. We
1: just need to find the right people and sometimes the right state of mind to find the right people to help us grow and prosper.
0: Today on episode 52 of Going Solo, I'm speaking with Teresa Isabel Diaz. In December 2019, Teresa Isabel's job as a pharmacist ended. She saw her job loss as an opportunity to focus all her energy on what had been a side activity, a women's health practice specializing in menopause. Teresa Isabel also took several key steps in how she used her time to ensure the likelihood of business success. Stay with us to hear all the details. If you'd like to share your story on going solo, please get in touch with me at smashingtheplateau.com. Now let's welcome Teresa Isabel Diaz. Teresa Isabel is a pharmacist with over 25 years of professional experience in community pharmacy and drug information in Toronto. In 2013, she became a menopause practitioner certified by the North American Menopause Society and founded Menopause Ed., a boutique-style virtual women's health practice specialized in menopause. She raises awareness and provides education about menopause to help women navigate the change so their lives, relationships, and work can thrive. In December 2019, the drug information department that she worked at for 12 years closed, and now she's working full-time on her business. Teresa Isabel, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. So, Teresa Isabel, when the Drug Information Department closed, did you have any advance warning?
1: I was told in September, much to my surprise, over the phone, because I always had the impression that nobody would get laid off over the phone. But I was actually on a trip, and I got a call, and my manager announced that the department will be closing in three months. and. Uh, Whenever I return to the office, which we should discuss it further.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, that is kind of surprising.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. So how did so over the phone? So how did you react?
1: I was not driving. I was driving home, but I was in the passenger seat. And when I got a call, from, nobody ever calls me, much less my manager. And when I got a phone call from my manager, I laughed. At my uh, partner was driving the car, and I said, "Well, the boss is calling." But it can't be bad news because nobody gives bad news over the phone. So uh, I was very wrong. And I reacted in expected way, I think. I was shocked that they were telling me that. I didn't see it coming at all. But at the same time, I had this great wave of expectancy. Or In my mind, I thought, this is the kick in the butt I need to just start looking into my business with more time, more care, and make it grow faster.
0: Uh, And had you already started your business? So I had been
1: playing. It was more like a hobby or the volunteer kind of thing. Since 2014, I founded Menopause Ed, as you said, to raise awareness and provide education to women about menopause. But I wasn't taking it seriously as a business. I've heard it afterwards from other people if you're not making it if you're not working hard enough don't call it a business call it a hobby so maybe it was a hobby or a volunteer effort something like that but I I had a mission in mind and I hoped that someday I would have the courage to give up the comfort of a steady paycheck and become a 100% entrepreneur I thought about doing it in a uh, January 2019, but I wasn't brave enough to do it. So I kept working. And then in September, I was told that I was being laid off. So it took me back nine months. And I remember thinking I should quit my job and dedicate myself to my business.
0: And then you also had three months before your job ended.
1: Yes. So I had to work for another three months in a very strange atmosphere because uh, we were all told to look for other jobs, but I am too old and unemployable because I'm so specified. And it was tough going through the three months. I did my best to serve the pharmacists I was helping with drug information. I had made some um, relationships and friendships along the 12 years with many pharmacists all over the province, and it was hard to say goodbye. But at the same time, every time I went home, I would make another plan, make another project, think about another idea to grow my business full time in February, in January. So it was uh, bittersweet. It was the loss of a job I liked and I had for so long. I was so good at and the loss of uh, a regular paycheck. But it was also very exciting to uh, Think of a rebirth of sorts, yeah, an opportunity that I had dreamed about and never had the courage to take the leap to uh, to do. So um, it was bittersweet, as I said.
0: Teresa Isabel, there's certainly something about opportunities that appear based on something unexpected. In this case, the, the I guess the time, the timing was unexpected on your part, but clearly you had thought about this menopause ad. Becoming something other than, as you described it initially, uh, do you know, doing it on the side or perhaps an interest or a hobby rather than a livelihood. Hmm.
1: I have so many ideas, so many things I want to do to help women uh, during the transition. That doing it three or four days a week, and I had worked seven days a week between my. Job, my part-time job. It was a part-time job. It was three days a week. So, in the in the uh, winter of two thousand and eighteen and two thousand and nineteen, for two winters in a row, I worked seven days a week for four months straight. And it, at my age, was it took a real big toll on my health. And I figured I was not going to do that in twenty twenty, and I didn't because I had an option to uh, just work on my business. So. Um, yeah, it was a good opportunity, and I had, I have so many things that I want to do that I couldn't do before that now I'm really enjoying uh, reaching out to women and tell them what I would like them to know and learn about.
0: Right. So starting in January 2020, what did you do?
1: So I uh Work six days a week instead of seven good <laughs> i started, <laughs> I started sleeping better i started i actually had a goal for twenty twenty which was to uh engage more in yoga and meditation, so I took some time to uh to take uh, care of myself and business wise I started uh, reaching out and connecting with more women more women 's groups and finding out what their needs and the challenges were. And then uh, put pen to paper and write down what uh, I should be offering these women, what I should be writing about, what I should be talking about, planning workshops. Every month I give workshops and trying to understand how a business runs. I'm a pharmacist, I know about health and drugs, but I don't know anything about businesses. So I kind of surround surrounded myself with people that are experts Uh, things I don't know much about. So I can take care of my social media properly and run my business properly. I got an accountant, a business coach, and it's been an interesting six months.
0: Yes. How did you even know what kinds of business resources you needed?
1: Well, I knew what I did not know. So I, I I, I knew that I wasn't going at accounting and taxes. So I, uh, one of the groups that I belong to, women's groups, I'm lucky to have met many women that are, that have businesses on their own. So I got, I met a lawyer that is taking care of my business legal requirements. Then I met an accountant. Then I thought, what else do I need? I need how to run a business. I need how to do sales. I need how to uh, learn to, um, make sales. So I got a business coach to uh, help me with sales because if you're in business, you always have to make sales and know sales and try to enjoy sales because you won't make a profit if you're not good at sales. So that was another thing I needed help with. Then I'm not good at social media. I'm older. I didn't grow up with the uh, technology that uh, exists. So I engaged with a much younger person to look after my social media, and that's about it. That's the help I need for the things I don't know I'm not an expert at. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that I was spending too much time in my business trying to figure things out on my own and not working on what I was good at. So I noticed I was wasting a lot of my expertise, of my expert time in other things that were not going to help my clients, my customers, the women I want to serve. So I had to delegate and, ha- and hire help.
0: How hard was it to admit to yourself that you needed help on these things and then to to give up some control?
1: Very hard. Every day I convince myself that I need help, that I cannot do it, that I should not be trying to spend two hours doing something I'm not good at because it's a waste and not a business savvy decision. So I'm a control freak. And uh, it's been hard. And I always believe that if you want to get it right, you got to do it yourself. But this has been a humbling experience. And it's been a growing experience because I know I'm not as good as some people out there. So let me hand it over. But it's a struggle. I have to convince myself every day this is the right thing to do.
0: Mm. So lo- looking back on your experience over the last, I don't know, let's say six months or so, what would you advise somebody else going through the same thing to do? Particularly, you know, you, you've you learned that there are certain steps that are probably more beneficial if you know, know to take them. What advice would you give somebody else going through the same process?
1: I would tell people to do what I did. Two years before I did it. So sit down and write down all the things you need to do to run a business. Everything that you can think of. Write emails, Facebook posts, an accounting sheet, whatever you need to run a business. Write everything down and then beside it, put a, a note. I can do it. I cannot do it. I need help doing it. I need somebody else to do it for me. Make a list of the things you are good at and that you like to do and the list of the things you have to delegate and then find out from others who to delegate it to because I was very afraid of spending the time and the money with someone else doing those things for me without knowing if they were able and capable to of doing it. So going through a woman's group, what I could see that this uh, this lawyer and this accountant were already respected and had done good work for other women was reassuring to me to put my business and my money and my trust in them. So I would say if you want to grow your business faster, delegate sooner.
0: Yeah. And Teresa, Isabel, now that you've been at this process for a while and, uh, and particularly you have created this infrastructure of a team helping you, what are you most proud of?
1: I'm proud of my growth, um, personal growth, uh, and, um, and business as well. I'm proud of what you just said of being able to give up control and accept that not as a weakness, but as a strength and to trust other people. So work in a team. I'm not used to working in teams. When you're working in a pharmacy, you're usually the only pharmacist, I, won't, I was only the only woman in my house. So I always felt kind of the solo person in in the room, whatever the situation was. So it was not easy for me to accept that in order to uh, have a better business and have a better life, a team, a good team is essential. So I think that was a very good uh, growth opportunity for me to trust other people to uh, help me grow.
0: Yeah, definitely. As much as um, there's a lot in the media about people – taking charge of their work by going solo, Um, including the name of this show, um, the reality is that you actually are much better off if you create a team. And you can still be in charge of your business, still run your business, and do the things that you do best, but you're totally right that the team is really critical.
1: It's what they say takes a village to raise a child, right? I don't think any of us can be alone at anything. We we would never survive in the society we live in completely solo so we just need to find the right people and sometimes the right state of mind to find the right people to help us grow and prosper
0: absolutely so teresa isabel how do you spend your time now where like where do you focus the the core of your strengths
1: so with covid things changed a lot i was in a good direction until March 13th and then covid threw me off my my goals because um the worry the grief that i and everybody else feels during these times upset my uh, focus i can focus for many weeks i would do something for 20 minutes and be completely gone for another couple of hours i kept my sanity by walking in the park across my uh, condo so I didn't put in the time in my work as much as I would like to for a few weeks. But once I got over that disturbance in my life, I have been, uh, first thing I do in the morning now, and it's been very helpful, is uh, write a gratitude journal, do some yoga and stretching. I'm doing more meditation and I start my day in a positive mind and then I do some writing, I work best in the morning, so I work for five hours straight, and then I eat a healthy lunch, I go for a walk, I come back, I work for another couple of hours, I eat my dinner, and then I take care of what I've, I have I call shallow tasks. It's not uh, someone uh, someone else coined this term, but I like it. Shallow tasks are things that do not need much, of my brain because in the evening I'm tired. So I do, I answer emails, make appointments and um, other tasks like that after dinner. And I try to turn my computer off at least an hour before I go to bed because the light upsets my sleep.
0: Very smart. And uh, what's the core offering that you now have that you offer to your to your clients?
1: So I have uh, many things on my plate because I believe there's, many different needs out there. So I did everything online before COVID and everything now has to be online. So I didn't have to pivot there so much. I was used to, to doing it. So I do one-on-one consultations with women. I plan and offer at least one monthly webinar on different topics about menopause and women's health. And I also do corporate health and wellness because I believe... We have to take menopause to the workplace. We have to normalize it. We have to reframe it. We have to talk about it because nobody is. It's still a big taboo. And women who are having hot flashes and other symptoms at work who need support are not getting it. And I've talked, met, and seen several women that had to uh, quit their jobs because they weren't getting enough support to keep their working. So I do one-on-one consultations, I do health and wellness in corporations, and I do monthly webinars. I write a blog every week in my best weeks, and I do Facebook posts with information about women's health.
0: And Teresa Isabel, what's an example of of a positive outcome that a client might receive?
1: So at work, as I said, women are not talking about menopause, and they are hiding their symptoms, and it's big secret. So what I find when a woman gets education about menopause and understands what she's going through, and it's normal, it's something all women go through, some with more 20% have no difficulties, 80% do experience some changes. If this woman is having hot flashes, problems sleeping, trouble concentrating, and she feels that she's not, being able to work up to a a capabilities, the best thing to do is to get some support at work. And small changes like a change in your schedule, starting later, for example, than early, especially now that we are mostly working from home, instead of starting at eight o'clock, a woman that doesn't sleep well and needs to sleep in to catch up her sleep can start at 10 o'clock and put out the same amount of work or even better because she's better rested make sure that the temperature in the office is under control and it's not too hot or too cold. Inexpensive changes like that can go a long way to make a woman have a better work environment and being more productive and feeling better at work because we know women who are, the more symptoms women have, the more likely they are to think about quitting or being less productive or having more absenteeism more presentism. So everybody wins when we talk openly about menopause. Remember at some point in time, pregnancy was a big taboo. Nobody was talking about it. And now women don't have to wear white shirts to uh, cover their bellies. And they have the women who need it, because not all do. Same with menopausal women. The women who need some adaptations, some considerations at work, get it because it's just a natural cycle of a woman's life and not every woman gets pregnant but all women will go through menopause so we should normalize the life cycles and remember that yes we are all human but men and women have different needs at different times men also go through andropause and some also go through hot flashes and some um, difficulties concentrating. So if we normalize health in a workplace, I think everyone wins.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. What What's your dream for where this is headed?
1: <laughs> My dream is to make menopause non-taboo. I want every woman and every man to not feel ashamed when talking about menopause. I want every person to accept that as a fact a physiological human fact that should be talked about. And whenever women need support, they can find it.
0: It's a great dream. And um, congratulations on everything you've achieved to get started on your journey as an entrepreneur. And um, I'm looking forward to hearing more about the impact that you're gonna be making over time. Thank you. Teresa, Isabella, if, if somebody wants to go deeper with anything that you've shared today or want they want to learn more or access any, resource, any resources you have, where's the best place for them to go?
1: So the best place would be my uh, website, menopause.org. So it's menopause with a D at the end, .org. There you'll find how to book an appointment. I do 15-minute discovery calls for free because I want to help as many women as possible. And women can also sign up for my free menopause newsletter that I put out biweekly usually. And if you have employees that are in their 40s, female employees in their 40s, you can also book... A lunch and learn and i can do that online and provide information and awareness about menopause to your staff
0: sounds great well teresa isabel i want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today i'm going solo and share your insights my guest has been menopause practitioner teresa isabel diaz thank you again teresa isabel for joining us
1: thank you it was a pleasure
0: When you visit the Going Solo website, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mention on the show. Today, we learned the importance of building your team right at the beginning and much more. If you'd like to share your story on Going Solo, please get in touch with me at smashingtheplateau.com. Please share this episode with friends and colleagues to help them learn how to build a successful business after a late career job loss. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.